0: world full of tensions. There are tensions all around us. And so often those tensions all around us just build up within us. You know, I'm here isolated in my own room, in my house, because I learned that I tested positive for COVID. And because of this, there's been so much tension built up within me, things I need to do, places where I should be, Uh, You know, it just feels like everything is so out of control. And so often when it's out of control, you just build up the tension within you. And if you're like me, we just want control in our life. And it seems like if anything within this world, there's more and more, there's less and less control that we tend to have. And because of all that, tensions like who am I letting down Or, or what could I be doing just seems to build within us. It just builds up and builds up and builds up, and it just beats us down and beats us down. And there's so many tensions around us, tensions all around us, that build the tensions within us. And before you know it, what that does is it creates blind spots. You see, the internal tensions that we have develops blind spots in our lives. And these blind spots develop negativity or brokenness and fear. On Good Friday, we looked at those negative words, the the burdens that we carry and how they just beat us down. And so often, because of the tension, tension that is around us and the tension that is within us, these burdens just fill up and create these blind spots. And these blind spots cause us to not be able to see our value, our hope, or even our victory. You know, and we struggle and we wrestle with with who we are or what we should become or how to even get through the next day. And it just seems like there's chaos all around us and the chaos just keeps to building up more tension that just develops more blind spots. And we struggle with hope and we struggle with our value and we struggle with seeing life and victory and we just don't know what to do. And so often we just walk in brokenness. We're broken and confused and beat down because we allow the blind spots to define you rather than the things that we that should define us that we can't see now because of our blind spots, the victory, the hope and your value. You know can I just tell you that you are valued because you are love? Jesus loves you so desperately. That he died for you and today is a day of victory because the tomb is empty. And the empty tomb gives hope, the empty tomb gives life, and the empty tomb gives you value. You matter. You matter. Don't let anything within this world beat you down with ideas other than that because you are valued Why? Because the Son of God died for you. I mean, who would do such a thing? He loves you so much. And he rose out of the grave to give us life. But so often this brokenness just beats us down and defines who we are. And you know what it did for the disciples and those in Jesus' day? It did the same thing. On the morning that Jesus rose from the dead, there was so much confusion. There was so much sadness, burdens, uncertainty. People were walking around trying to figure out what just happened a couple of days earlier and now what to do. The disciples and those who loved Jesus were trying to pick up the pieces of, of their brokenness and their sadness and their grief and try to figure out what now? What now? We invested three years of our lives to this. What now? And then it happened. Uh, There's a great earthquake that rattled the land. And then word became to to leak out that the stone was rolled away. The tomb was empty. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, along with some of the disciples, ran to the tomb. And there they encountered the empty tomb. And in Matthew 28 verses 5 through 6, an angel appeared appeared to Mary Magdalene and the other Mary and said, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus. Who was crucified, he is not here. He has risen, just as he said, Come and see the place where he lay. I can just imagine as they looked in and they saw the place where he was laying, he's no longer there. Is it true? Could it really be true? They were thinking, you know, those words that the angel said are so powerful. He is not here. He has risen just as he said, you know on that do- on that weekend, so many prophecies were fulfilled in the reality of Jesus' death and on his resurrection, and Jesus predicted how it would all happen that he would die and come back to life on the third day, and just as he said it would, it happened and can I just tell you, we can trust in Jesus why? Because his words are true. What he says happened has happened. And we can trust in that moving forward. And we can trust him too because he walked out of that grave. He defeated death. Those words, he is is not here, he is risen. These words speak life. They speak life. You know, in that moment in the garden when Jesus was praying, all throughout time, all through that weekend, there was a spiritual tension. And that spiritual tension was human desires and the divine necessities. You know, our human desires is our heart that leads us to poor choices that try to do our own thing, try to make our own path, and oftentimes leads us down separate ways opposite from what God desires us to do. And then the divine necessities is God's greatest desire is to have a relationship with us. He wants us to be in his kingdom, to be in heaven with him. But because of our sin, because of our own poor choices, we separate ourselves from from him. You see, because of God's holiness, he cannot be in the realm of sin. And because we made poor choices, we sin, we went opposite, we made choices opposite of his own heart. There was a separation that created. And so often because of that separation, we live in brokenness. We live in defeat. We live in a world that just beats us down. But God desired a way. He desired to bridge the gap. That's why he gave Jesus. Jesus was the way to bridge that gap to give us life. You see, we no longer have to walk in brokenness. We no longer have to walk around defeated because there is victory in him. You see, the divine necessities is God's best. And God's best was that there had to be sacrifice in Jesus. He rose from the dead so that we may have life. See, through his path of the cross and the empty empty tomb, he's given us the ability to give us purpose, to help us to find value in who we are, and to help us to find hope. And whatever the journey we face. You see, on the third day, he rose again. And his resurrection is hope. His resurrection gives us value. His resurrection is life. Jesus' resurrection gives us life, and not just life, but life more abundantly. You see, so often we think life is just about, I woke up today, I'm breathing right now, I I wake up tomorrow. But that's not just life. See, Jesus says, I have something so much more than for you. I want you to experience life, not just life, but life more abundantly, now and for all eternity. I want you to experience something greater than you could ever experience before. I want you to see value that you've never understood before. Hope that you never believed could be possible. You see, there is victory in chaos. And this world is full of chaos and full of tension. But through all that chaos, through all that tension, there is victory. Why? Because the tomb is empty. The tomb is empty. The Apostle Paul put it this way in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. He wrote, where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, my friends, our victory is in Jesus. What Jesus did gives us victory from our internal tensions that we have. It removes the blind spots from our, our, from our lives that cause us to not be able to see hope or value or life. And so often I think we still struggle with these blind spots because we're walk ar- walking around life kind of like vagabonds, trying to figure out which way to go. We're walking around vag- like vagabonds spiritually and emotionally. We're just kind of walking around defeated in life simply because we don't know where we belong. We don't know where we fit in. So often, because of the blind spots and our devalue that we have within our own selves, we struggle with seeing where we belong and where we fit in. But can I just tell you, Jesus gives us a place to belong. Through Jesus, through the empty tomb, we have a place to belong. The challenge that aids in our internal struggle is that deep down we often view this world as our home. We think this is it. We think this is our final destination. This is everything we got, is this world. And we think this world is some amazing thing. But can I just tell you something? This world is not our final destination, it's just a resting stop to something, to our future, to what God has prepared for us. And God's trying to go before us with, you know, when I was a kid, I remember being all excited about Disney World, the greatest place on earth, you know, it was a place where you could go live in and your, and live in this magical kingdom and, and you just, all your dreams come true. But then in high school, I went with the marching band and we went behind the scenes and I saw how dirty and ugly it was behind this, behind the scenes at Disney World. And I learned something. This whole park is just a mirage. It's just a mirage to make you think it's something that maybe it's really not. You know, sometimes I think the world is like that. The world is a mirage. It it makes you think it's something that it's not. It's a mirage of uncertainty and brokenness. It's a mirage of thinking that it's so wonderful if you can achieve these things. But then when we don't, we just feel more brokenness. We feel more uncertainty. And just more tension is created from from within us. And then we don't know where we fit in or where we belong. And And the thing I need to tell you is this world is temporary. This is not our home. Through Jesus, he has given us the opportunity for those that have given our lives to him to have an eternity with him in his kingdom, in heaven. Heaven is such a spectacular place. It is a place where there is no more tears, no more COVID, no more sickness, no more heartache, no more fear. It is a place where we are fully restored. In fact, the Bible describes heaven with pavement of gold. So think about this. Our most valuable resource in this world is the pavement in heaven. So if the pavement in heaven is our most valuable resource in this world, think how amazing that place is going to be. And Jesus said for those that give their lives to him and follow him, he is going there to prepare a place for you. He's building your dream home as you speak in eternity. You see, so often we build our blind spots because we think this world is our home. This world is the final landing spot, but it's not. It's just a mirage. There's something greater in store. Through Jesus, we have a place to belong. We have a place where we can find our true identity. We have a home. The Apostle Paul puts it this way in Philippians chapter 3, beginning in verse 20. But our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our, our lowly bodies so that they will be like His glorious body. You know Through what Jesus did, we learn that we, is, we are His. We learn that we have life through Him. We learn that we have hope through Him, we have victory through. Him. What a great promise that is. Jesus gives us a place to belong, a place to fit in. He gives us our identity. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 6, it's not in your notes, but he wrote that we are not our own. We were bought with a price. He gave up his life so that we can have life, so we can be with him in his kingdom forever. He bought that with a price. And here's the beautiful thing. When we know whose we are, then we know who we are. And so often we walk so aimlessly through the world because we don't even know whose we are. We don't know where we belong. And the empty tomb gave us a reason to understand whose we are. When we give our lives over to Jesus, we are His. We are His, and through Him we figure out who we are. We see our value. We see our hope. We see our life. Christ sacrificed to give us life. And I don't know too many people that would be willing to sacrifice for me the way that Jesus did. But he did. He did. Paul puts it this way in Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives within me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up. For me. You know, I feel so often we get beat down with hopelessness. Everywhere we turn, there's brokenness. We we are devalued. We devalue ourselves. We like to see hope. And we are just afraid every day of what this world may bring. And the sense of hopelessness causes us to miss out on the reality that through Jesus we win. We win. With Jesus, we win. He is our future. He is our hope. Jesus gives us a place to belong. Where are you at? Have you been walking aimlessly through this world? Maybe with the tension built up by the chaos that has been this past year. The uncertainty of what life may bring. The hope that maybe we can get something restored. Can I just tell you your restoration will not come in anything that this world can provide because this world is just a mirage. Our hope comes through Jesus. It comes through Him. It comes through what He provides. And so often it feels like we're in this storm of life. And whenever you're in a storm and the waves are rocking and the ground is is unsettled, we constantly try to grab something that we can hold on to to feel secure, to to have some safety net. You know, for us, Death's defeat is our secured hope. The fact that Jesus died and rose from the grave, the fact that he defeated death, that empty tomb is our confidence in his hope. This is our security. It's our thing we can hold on to when the rest of this world is being knocked around. Why? Because I belong to his kingdom. That's my security. This world is just a mirage. And I can have confidence in his hope. Why? Because he... What he said has always come true. And because of how he's always come through in biblically and for me personally, I know that he will come through in the future. In the Bible, whenever the Bible talks about hope, it's never a maybe. It's always a 100% certainty. It's written in Hebrews chapter 11, verse one. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. You know, the Bible tells us that the empty tomb gives us confidence. It gives us confidence because Jesus is true. He won. He is victorious. And because he defeated death, we have life, abundant life, not just for now, but for all eternity. You can have a place to belong the internal tension and the blind spots built up can be torn down to find hope and security in the reality of Jesus. So where are you at? Is this world knocking you around? Is it so chaotic in your life that tensions are just warring within your own heart? There's hope. Are you struggling with trying to find where you fit in and where you belong? Jesus has a home. For you. you know, there's hope no matter what happens in this world. We have Jesus. We lean on him. If you need someone to talk to today about this experience with hope, maybe you never experienced before. Maybe you have questions about it. Maybe you need to learn how to embrace Jesus and, and follow him fully. We'd love to talk to you. You can write on your connect card right now just hope. And we'll have someone follow up with you this week. If, you're, if you want to talk to somebody right now in person, there's Engage Impact in the back of the room or um, on, online, you can talk to the host right now. Yeah, but don't leave this Easter Sunday without talking to somebody and how you can experience the hope of Jesus that he has um, for you. Because you are valued. You are valued because you are loved. And that love was revealed on the cross and the empty tomb. And through that, we have victory. We have victory through anything that we may ever have to deal with. God is good. He loves you desperately. Let's pray together. Father God, thank you so much because you have moved in mighty ways. Lord, right now, I just pray for the people in this moment who may be struggling with hope. Maybe we feel so much chaos. We feel so much tension. We feel so much uncertainty. All around us we just don't know what to do but Lord God in this moment may we experience you and uh, Lord God I pray that we may run towards you and Lord in this chaos of this world may we see that the victory is real the victory is possible and may you be glorified in all that we do it's in your name we pray amen you know right now I also want to tell you about next week. We're starting our new message series next week called The Art of Loving Someone You Can't Stand. I'm sure that you have some people in your life, maybe, that are just hard to love sometimes. You know, the Bible gives us some lessons on that. And I hope that you join us next week as we start this new series, The Art of Loving Someone That You Can't Stand. We all have relationships in our life. Some of those relationships we choose and others are chosen for us. When our connections to others are good, it can be like heaven on earth. But when they turn toxic, it can turn our world upside down. As we try to navigate these relationships, it would be impossible to get along with everyone. Whether a family member, coworker, neighbor, or person that serves you your morning coffee, our goal should always be to strive for harmony. But what do we do when you can't stand that person? Experiencing harmony in relationships is not out of reach. If we let God be God and look to the lessons of the Book of Romans, then we can collectively discover the art of holding someone we can't stand. It's going to be a great journey how we can fully embrace the relationships in our life, whatever the relationship is, at home, at work, in the neighborhood, you name it. Every relationship has an opportunity to have a lasting impact in our life and those all around us. And I'd love you to come join us in this new series starting next week. And invite somebody to join with you. Maybe someone that you know that um, would, would needs some hope in their life. Bring them along with you. We'd love to see them, whether in person or online. It's going to be a great time next week. We hope you come and join us. God bless.